Hey, it's the RU Review, episode number seven. I'm Steve Titchener, and I'm joined by Matt Lachlan, who's returning from Devil's Practice. Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm doing well, Steve. Yeah, final practice before the season opens cool. up tomorrow night. And the Devils open up against the Detroit Red Wings. And here I am patiently sitting in some traffic on Route 22. But that is a thoroughly New Jersey thing. And so... Uh, and time, time flies, to- Matt. We were just talking about the Vegas Golden Knights, the Stanley Cup. Boom. And all yeah. of a sudden, summer just flew by. And here we are with the uh, season starting again. Well, Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing how quickly it yeah. comes upon you, even though you know it's coming. But it yeah. does pop up suddenly. And... You know, things should be pretty good for the Devils this year, barring yeah. extremely unforeseen circumstances. Looked great last year, so it's exciting. Yeah. Not going to surprise anybody, but boy, is it going to be exciting. They look, they look great. For sure. For uh, sure. Rutgers football less so. Um, wasn't the uh, catastrophe that, that we've seen when they play Wisconsin, because they've been getting blown out over the years since they joined the Big Ten. But um, a game, really, that they may have very well have won, Matt. It came down to one play, really, and we really need to talk about it because it was just huge. I mean, there's mistakes in games, but this this was a catastrophic game over. That's it. Uh, mistake, and that was the pick six that uh, Gavin Wim sat through uh, right before the half, which was a you know worst case ten point swing. I mean, very well, a 14-point swing. This was after a 21-yard uh, run right down inside the five. And then, um, you know, a lot of places to go with it, right? You can talk coaching. You can talk the play itself. But in the end, um, you know, obviously, Wisconsin scouted Rutgers. They scored on a touchdown in previous weeks with, with that same play. But, yeah, here's Wimsat, you know, throwing right into coverage. And it's not like their DB made a great play on that. He didn't. Um, you know, Shiana may indicate that maybe he came off his man and maybe did. But really, it was the play was not happening from the jump. It was all red jerseys. Uh, why Gavin was throwing the ball is beyond anybody. You know, throw that thing away. But he threw it right into DB's uh, numbers there. He ran it back. And that's game over. I mean, this isn't Ohio State where, hey, hey, no problem. We'll dial up three drives in the second half and go and win going away, as they did against Maryland. This is Rutgers offense. And you're not coming back off 17 nothing, But it could very well have been, you know, 10-3, you know, 10-7. Or ten nothing, but seventeen nothing, and it was game over from there, Matt. No doubt about it. It was the biggest turning point. The Rutgers defense had played well in the first half, and they had given the offense a chance. And here they were driving late with the chance to take the momentum. They were going to get the kickoff to start the second half. It was setting up as a perfect storm. And honestly, you have to blame Gavin Winsett. I mean, you can sit here and say, well, they could have run the ball, uh, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, he did, that's not a ball you throw. It's a quick check. You see the man's covered, and you can't get cute with it. Um, and I will say this. He has shown the ability. First off, this year he's much better than last. His decision-making is much more precise, but he still has some room to grow. And, yes, while there are times he can air the ball out, you know, he doesn't throw a laser all the time. I mean, he just doesn't. That's not what he's got right now in his arsenal. And that's a long way to throw the ball across the field. It should have been thrown away. Live for another day. Let's see what the next play holds. And at the very worst, come away with three points. But, you know, he's a young kid, and he did what athletes and competitors and 
Yeah. Young athletes and competitors do. He tried to force it, and it came back and bit them because he's been really good. Was well, you know he only had what one interception coming into the into that game. Um, he had been pretty good, but that old bugaboo. Well, let's be clear. And you said it, Matt. He's playing much better than last year, and he's showing a lot of promise. Yeah, now he's a junior. He's been around a bit. Um, you know these arguments. Yeah, throw to the corner of the end zone, something out to the flat like that. I mean, can only be. You know, yes, they've they've scored on that that play before, but but in this case, man, it was just the worst case scenario. And yeah, no, um, you got to throw it away. Yeah, got to throw it away. And also, there's thir- you know, there's thir- head and, and yeah. out of bounds. Yeah, and there's thirty seconds. What thirty some seconds left? Two timeouts. Technically, could have run right there after that big. You know, and I don't think they necessarily would have been waiting for that either. So, I mean, there's a lot of second guessing on the coaching end anyway. It was just like that was it. And and you know, you'll agree with the offense that Rutgers has. It really, and you know, as you know, they they score in the second half. You know, a couple times in the second half, and you know, they they could have stole that game possibly, or at least had it come down to the wire. But this is the key here. We kind of expected this. We expected them to lose. Come on. As, as a two ten, by the way, they covered as well too. Uh, but um, you know, you, we were talking about whether they were going to be the same old Rutgers against Wisconsin, and that just simply wasn't the case. Barring that bad uh, turnover there, Matt, they hung pretty well, and I got the defense played exceptionally, actually. Yeah, no, they did. They couldn't run the ball. Uh, that's a bit of a problem. Yeah. Other than a couple of the long runs by Wimsett, they really didn't do much. So I thought. I won't say it played out exactly the way I thought, but I, I think the end result was not that bad for Rutgers. And, and I said, this is a proving game, right? Where do they stand? This is his best team. They were, and they are, two wins still away from a bowl bid, but maybe legitimately they have a chance for something more than just getting in there. And this was a this was a game that they didn't have to win to secure a uh, a bowl, I think they're going to get it anyway, or at least likely to. But it was a good, it was a good measuring stick, and I think Rutgers actually, despite the loss, passed. They they were able to stick with a pretty good Wisconsin team on the road, and it's clear that Rutgers is getting better. The payday is just going to be a little farther down the, the road, but it's yeah. better, better result and a better day than most visits to Madison. Yeah, and listen, Matt, yeah. uh, you know. A defense that's pretty good and holding its own, uh, and, and an offense that still there's issues. There's just issues on that offense. It's but it's better because it really couldn't get any worse than the last couple of seasons, so it's gotten better. Uh, but again, uh, if we go back to Wimsat, we you know we're talking about these accuracy issues, and they're still there. I mean, frankly, look, you know, 16 of 35, he did overthrow a number of receivers and missed some receivers. Uh, his best pass, I thought, was to Johnny Langan on that way. I think it was a 21 or plus. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was a beautiful pass. So he does have it. He does He does connect. And he has that ability. We all know he has the arm. Uh, and, and again, just a tendency to overthrow a bit. And and he, he did miss some receivers. As you can see, just looking at the stat line, and obviously the big one being the, uh, the, the pick six, which should have never been thrown. But there, there's that issue with still on the passing uh, end, and then on the running end, 
I mean, they're not opening up holes. And I got to ask again, I asked last week because he did. He got fourth quarter touches, I believe. But where is Samuel Adams? I really do almost called him a beer. Sam Sam Adams, you having a seasonal thought. You having an October fest. Sam Sam Adams reference. Where is uh, Samuel Brown? Where is he? Because, uh, you know, unless unless there's something going on that we don't know. And maybe maybe his foot still hurts. Maybe he's not ready to handle a whole, you know, you know, you know, double digit and carries. Maybe this is not the case right now. And we don't know that it could very well be the case, but it would seem that he would be a guy to put in in that spot. And he just hasn't gotten the touches. So yeah. again, uh, and I haven't seen any of the people who cover the team ask that question and really digging for an answer. Now I get it on the college level. They don't give out much information, although they changed it this year with at least announcing who can play, who's eligible to play on Saturday from a health standpoint. But overall, they guard that very closely. They certainly do that uh, mm-hmm. in other sports, in other areas. But, uh, yeah, I don't think Shiano's been pushed enough to give an answer. And, by the way, if he's not asked, he's certainly not going to volunteer. But I no. think you're right. They're, they're, clearly, he's not ready to assume a greater role because it, it makes no sense otherwise, right? I mean mm-hmm. – you know, give the big guy the ball when things aren't going well with your other options. And it just doesn't make sense that he's not getting that opportunity. So something is clearly bothering him. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that, that, that's got to be the case because if he's perfectly healthy and he's not getting the touches and that a bit of a head scratcher considering even this situation where at least, you know, that that extra that extra poundage and, 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 and bulk going through the line could get something. I don't know, but, uh, you know, they couldn't run at all. And, uh, that was again, something that bit them again. And it seems like when you go up against these big, you know, big 10 lines, you know, um, they're, they're doing a pretty good job in pass protection, the offensive line, but they're really not opening up any holes. So, um, it, it, uh, it, it has been a challenge. I will say this though. I mean, you know, the emergence of Ian Strong, I mean, a freshman and wow, he, he looked great, scored a touchdown late. Um, uh, Wimsat found him on a nice, uh, a nice long score there. Uh, you know, big kid, six, three, um, you know, they, he needs big targets, Matt. I mean, you know, when Isaiah Washington got in the game, I always tell you, how I looked down there and I said, boy, he looks like the real deal. Tall, tall, long arms, Big targets. I mean, when you're having those issues, it's good to ha- get a, a receiver. When you're when you're having accuracy issues, it's good to have a receiver that can you know reach a bit and you know just just bigger targets. You know, I'm not saying you know uh, you know Christian Dremel is a weapon and and so is uh, uh, Jaqua Jackson, but they're smaller guys. I mean, they're they're what five eight or so, both of them, and they're quick and all, but going downfield. Um, to have those big receivers, and uh, I, I'd like to see a lot more of Ian Strong. He looked uh, particularly good uh, in the second half and the fourth quarter in that game, Matt. So Rutgers now is 0-1 in the Wisconsin season, and they won't pl- play the Wisconsin season uh, the rest of the way. So now they prep for Michigan State, and I think it's very similar to – coming into the Wisconsin game, both teams coming off bye weeks. Wisconsin was coming off a bye week, Michigan State coming off a bye week. It's an important game for Rutgers. Um, Obviously, they're all important, but I think this is another tell me where you're at. Michigan State is in disarray. They have 
they had that extra time to kind of settle down after firing Mel Tucker. I mean, they have to just be reeling there, and it's shown in their three straight losses. But now the coaching staff has had a chance to say, okay, fellas, let's go. I was watching Big Ten Network last week, and the panel was talking about the benefit of the off week to Michigan State uh, with, you know, talk about who's going to stick around. We don't know who the next coach is going to be, who's going to leave in the portal. I guess you have some time still to get out. Uh, it would be an opportunity for the coaching staff to say, okay, who's with us and who's out of here, in which case let's just deal with the guys who are going to stick with us here and stick through this. So, you know, it'll be curious to me to see what changes they've made. There's been talk about a quarterback change there. Uh, this is the week to do it. So where is Rutgers here? They're four and two. Uh, they're favored over Michigan mm-hmm. State. They haven't done well against them overall recently. Uh, that's always in the back of your head, but it's home. It's Rutgers homecoming. And if this is a different Rutgers team, and I maintain it is, this is a very winnable game and puts you a step closer to that bowl. So I, I won't say it's must win, but to me it's must win if you're going to play more than in the ABC Bowl, as we said, on a Tuesday, uh, the middle of, you know, holiday season at noon before 6,000 fans. If you're going to play, if you aspire to something bigger than that, this is this is a game you have to win. Yeah, homecoming week, right? A noon kickoff. Another early kickoff, but it's the way it goes. But, um, yeah, this is, you know, no surprises here, right, Matt? I mean, they're 4-2. and two. I mean, even with, you know, an opportunity to be closer to, to Wisconsin, which went away, whatever they, we kind of figured they were going to be four and two going into this game. And that's where they are. They are. And, you know, listen, if you want have bowl aspirations, here's your game right here. Your favorite, your favorite homecoming at home favored by, I think it opened at six. I think it's a little less now. So some, uh, maybe five and a half, um, last I saw anyway. So, uh, that could have changed, but, um, this is a, just a, a, an essential game right here. They have to win this game to to have any chance um, uh, for a bowl, as we see it. Um, so the Michigan State season, as Shiano sees it, is uh, this Saturday, and um, it, it, it's just essential. Uh, I think um, that they obviously play better at home. You know, Michigan State in, in, in a certain amount of disarray, but there still is some talent there. Um, they're not totally bereft of talent or, you know, they, uh, they just, uh, they're considerably, I mean, you can imagine why they're struggling. I mean, they're, they're, the program's been turned upside down with the whole Mel Tucker mess and, um, interim coach is doing the best he can, but boy, that's the, it's opportunity. It's all that is. And you're right, Matt, they haven't played very well. They, well, they did won that one game where they got like seven turnovers. What was that? Two seasons ago? Was it three seasons ago? Losing count, but um, they got a bunch of turnovers. And so it's the same old story. Whereas, you know, don't make the mistakes. No pick sixes, right? Um, because again, they don't have that offense that really plays well from behind. So stay even or keep the lead or, or get the lead, keep the lead. Uh, don't make the mistakes. See if they can run the ball. And it'd be great to see Samuel Brown again, to see him back out there. Not that, you know, Kyle Manung guy's done a terrific job when he's got the holes, but when they don't, you know, they got to figure out something there because if they can't run at all and they put, and really that's what a lot of teams are doing here, right, Matt? They're going to put the, uh, they're going to put the, uh, uh, the game in the hands of, of Gavin Wimsat and say, beat us with your arm. 
And I'm not convinced that there isn't a big, a big game for Wimsat where if he really kind of puts it together, again, I just mentioned there, you know, it appears there's a new playmaker and a, two, a new weapon in Ian Strong. You know, Chris Long maybe comes back, right? Uh, again, Isaiah, Isaiah Washington's coming along. Jaquay Jackson's been good. Uh, Christian Dremel's shown some really, uh, some, 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 uh, as a weapon and has shown uh, that he can, uh, well, we saw what he did against Michigan. So some big play, um, p- big play potential there. So there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of potential here, as we see. Um, and maybe, uh, that can turn into a, a big, uh, afternoon. For the Rutgers offense, yeah, at home because it, it, it they need to start moving the ball effectively, and because uh, what we saw, right, we, we that that balance was gone against Wisconsin. I mean, the defense, even though they were on the field a lot, really played well, but they were getting gassed in spots, and um, and and you could see that, and it just they're not going to win if 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 they're not if they got to move the ball, period, and we've got to see that uh, at SHI Stadium uh, on Saturday, Matt. Well, there's no question about that. And that was one of the reasons why Rutgers was successful in the first five games, obviously losing to Michigan, but still in the first five games, they were able to control the ball better than they had been previously. And yes, keep the D off the field. This team reminds me a lot of the Jets, right? Uh, They didn't lose their quarterback. Wimsett's still the guy, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh, goes down on the fourth play and here comes Zach Wilson. But I think what they've done with the Jets is said, don't screw up. And he's been okay at that. Not so much in the beginning, but mm-hmm. he seems to be getting better. Our defense is really, 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 really good. It's going to give us a chance to win games. So just don't screw up. And I think that's where Rutgers is at right now. I, I don't know how good the offense is. It's okay. Uh, you know, throw out the Wagner game and dismiss that. That, that really doesn't count. They, you know, they put up points, but not necessarily a ton of points. If you can keep the defense off the field, if you can protect the ball, you'll give yourself a chance. And I think they will. Uh, you know, I don't see that one interception in an unfortunate spot turns Wimstad back into a turnover machine. I don't think that will happen, uh, but it can't. It can't. They, you're right. They can't overcome the absence uh, or, or the lack of ball control. They can't outscore an opponent in a track meet. No. So they're going to have to. They're going to have to play a kind. Of, so they play, you know, play a solid game, beat Michigan State. Then you go to Indiana. And let me get ahead of myself because, you know, I like to do that, Matt. But then they go to Indiana, you know, and we know where Indiana is. I mean, their program's just been dis- in disarray as well. Uh, they're, they're home, you know, they no one shows up for their games. I mean, really, I mean, there's just opportunities huge there because it would be great to be able to get to to get those wins before you get into Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, Maryland, you know, and, and uh, get go down that road. Um, but again, I, I I know it starts with Michigan State and uh, and just a, a, just an essential uh, essential game here, and uh, and one um, you know, and I expect again that defense really has been really terrific. Our Simiak has done, I mean, the guy, he's got the players, but he's done a, just a terrific job since he's been here on the banks. Got to hand it to him. And um, and they got the players, man. You know, Torre coming back has been huge. He's been all over the place. And then they, um, you know, they have a, um, they, they have a, uh, they have players. 
They got the, the you know, longer beam has been terrific. And, and uh, Max Melton, too, their DBs have been really good. And uh, it, it's been great to see. It's the exciting part, actually, of Rutgers football. It's been that defense last couple seasons here. So I expect to see more of that. And so it, it really falls on, on on offense being effective and having a game plan and Soraka figuring out what the, the best way um, against a defense that, you know, again, this is Michigan's. I mean, it's not like everybody left and everybody said, I'm not playing anymore. And, you know, you know they, they're going to have a tough offseason coming up. But there's talent on that team. And um, and they're like, you know, you know, they're going to circle this game and say, hey, we can go to Rutgers and we can beat Rutgers and we can get on the right footing here. So, you know, they're going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game. Well, but, if, if they want to make a bowl, this is a big game. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's very important for them as well. And so it's a crossroads game for them. I would be wary, as I said, of the off week. But honestly, I don't know how good this team is. They've given up a ton of points. They don't score a lot. Mm-hmm. Plus the chatter about the change at quarterback. I, I think this sets up as a very workmanlike victory for Rutgers yeah. this week. If yep. not, uh, then you start to question about, you know, where this team really is. I think this is a game that puts them at five and two and they get ready for Indiana. Yeah, the doorstep. And yep. Yeah. I mean, the doorstep listen, of if, if they yep. can get to five and two, think about it. Think about it. If they can get to five and two, come on. Like who would have thunk that? Off of last year and some of the previous years, ah, uh, you know they could have uh, easily you know, tripped five, up five games. Yeah, they could have tripped up against you know Temple or, or Virginia Tech there in the second half. Those were both close games, and they and they just, they decided no, we're, we're winning these games, and and um, you know so yeah, they, they, so that that's where you can't complain as a Rutgers fan. They've done what they've needed to do. The expectation there, you can't expect them to go to Wisconsin and beat Wisconsin yet. You just can't. Although they could have, yes, they could have. You can't expect that. Uh, but can you expect the win over a, a Northwestern team in disarray? Can you expect the win over Temple? Yes. Virginia Tech has not been good. Uh, they're still finding their way. So you're home against Virginia Tech. Maybe if you're day, maybe if you're, uh, you know. Um, at Virginia Tech, it's a different story, but they're home against them. They take care of business. You go to Michigan, you know what's going to, you know, but they, you know, I thought they played pretty tough actually in, in that game. And then, so here we are. It's, again, as I said earlier in the, in the podcast here, Matt, no surprises here. Okay. And now, uh, an opportunity to take care of business against Michigan State and then go to Indiana. And it's a very winnable game. And um, um, wow, um, just a, a lot of, uh, a lot of excitement and opportunity for this team. So noon kickoff, homecoming, uh, SHI Stadium. I'll be there, fired up, and uh, go are you? That'll do it for the, this week's podcast. Uh, check us out on, uh, you know, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, a couple other uh, directories we're on, so you can find us. Check out our site, moresportsnow.com as well, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Bye for now. <laughs>